0: Hello, Ann fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ILovePolly.org.
1: This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself
0: for a healthier and happier lifestyle.
1: This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles.
0: And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order.
1: So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome back to Talk Your Poly Off. I'm Bella Marie. And I'm Joshua Monsada. And here we are on episode four. four. Getting out there. Getting out there. So you've decided that maybe polyamory is a good fit for you, or at least you want to try it, or open your marriage, or work on ethical non-monogamy, or maybe just date multiple people. Dip your toes in. See what this whole
0: open relationship thing is about right however you got here whether you're
1: married or single or partnered already
0: right episode one we talked about what it is and episode two we talked about common questions that come up
1: episode three was our guest host jj
0: episode three was a random guest host now episode four we're picking back up after all those questions are answered and you decide this is it all right either you and your partner have decided you're going to open up and time to find a date um, or as a single person, you've decided that you're ready to get back out there and
1: either date solo or date a couple. Date solo? I mean, like, you'd have to talk to Chewbacca first, right? <laughs> but I'm bummed. You gotta stop with the window bars. I don't know. I need, I need, like, a sound effect thing on it. Oh, here we go with the sound effects again. Yes. So... Like, like one of those kid keyboards. Okay, so... <laughs> So you decide to to date. Yeah. You're doing the social media, maybe? You're going to the bar? How how are you going to get out there? Oh, man. After after my divorce, it was so
0: hard to decide how to get out there. Um, Social media had been around for a while, but it wasn't as popping off as it is these days. So it wasn't really a big meet-a-person thing. Um, Online dating apps were big, but I definitely didn't know how to meet anyone in a bar. That's, that was a whole new world for me because I had never done it before. Still don't. No. Like, how do you approach somebody
1: in a bar setting? Well, and especially nowadays. I mean, I think before the cell phone and internet oh. craze. Oh, geez. I'm old now. Here we go. <laughs> the idea was that you needed a social place to meet with somebody. Right, a gathering. Right. And oftentimes... I believe that the concept was that you would go to the bar and maybe see someone there drinking alone almost like, you know, their being alone is saying I'm available and possibly interested if there's a connection. But nowadays, if someone's alone at a bar, they're going to try to avoid their awkwardness or whatever by being on their phone. Yeah. And so they're automatically like, I'm busy, don't look at me, don't talk to me.
0: Right, well, and then Is that the sign for, I'm here by myself, but I want to be left alone, so don't talk to me? Or is that just, uh, I'm kind of awkward and don't know what else to do, but really do want you to come talk to me, and my head's just down in my phone. So it's hard to read those signals. Right,
1: right. So I think that, and and it's funny, because some years back, before moving to the Portland area, my wife and I, a couple of times, would try to experiment with the bar scene. We'd we'd actually go out to a bar and then just kind of watch people and see where we could figure out those social cues. Like, oh, is that person interested or is that person interested? And we did see quite a bit of the phone usage or we saw that people were grouped together and very tight in their group. So approaching a whole group is super intimidating for someone that's not used to that. And just trying to meet someone in that sense now we'd go to the bar together but we'd sometimes we would break up our you know like physically go to different areas yeah. and then even try to provide signs that hey i'm available and approachable without being like super creepy like mm. doing a weirdo dance while <laughs> sucking on a straw like how are hey. you doing? <laughs> but like trying to encourage a social interaction or at least provide availability. And even then it was a little little different. So, so
0: what makes it different with this whole, before we get into dating apps with mm -hmm. the the in-person discussion of dating, what makes it so different bar pickups, the bar pickup scene versus coming to something like a poly networking event or a social meetup munch, whatever you want to call it where a poly group of people are physically meeting up in person so how do you how do you network there versus the bar scene
1: so we're transitioning from the bar scene to social meetups online but not quite at the dating apps yet No, no
0: no social meetups in person so, for example, but you have to
1: get there somehow. Like, you had to have hear, heard about it. Right. Like, online or something, right? Right,
0: right. I, I guess sometimes I guess people invite their friends or whatever. Or maybe you stumble across it at your favorite restaurant. Okay. But, but let's okay. say.
1: So, let's say a, a bulletin board at a restaurant. Okay. And you see it on the bulletin board. You don't know anyone that's going that you're aware of. Right.
0: Hey, Friday night, we're going to have a, a poly social. And you're like, oh man, I'm just getting into poly.
1: But meeting in person
0: sounds good, so maybe I I want to
1: come to this thing. I actually like that approach much more than just random bar hopping. Yeah. For the simple fact that when you go to this event, other people are also going to this event with the same idea in mind. Mm -hmm. Right? So at least, if nothing else, you have the one commonality of, I'm here for this event. Oh, you're here for this event? fantastic. We finally now have one thing to talk about.
0: Right. That that gives you that one icebreaker. Right. Like, oh, how'd you hear about the event
1: or what brings you here? And the idea is that people are more approachable because they're here for the same reason. Mm -hmm. So that's my view on it. What what do you feel? No, I definitely agree. People,
0: when you're at the bar setting, you don't have an in, you know, like what are you supposed to say? Oh, you look really hot tonight. Thanks. The end. Right. Like there is no.
1: Enjoy some mace in your face.
0: (laughs) Creeper. Um, There is no discussion there. But at least in a social event, again, all in person, you can, I usually, my go-to, if it's a poly specific event, right? So I know all these people understand that everyone here is poly or open or in some fashion ethically non-monogamous. Right. My go-to icebreaker question is always how did you get into this lifestyle? Okay, Tell I'm me sorry. your poly story. That's that's my go-to right away. But if I wasn't even comfortable getting that deep yet, I would definitely go to the how did you hear about the event or what brings you here? What are you looking for? Okay. And if they say, you know, oh, I'm new to the lifestyle and I just want to make new friends, fantastic. Like, how did you hear about the lifestyle?
1: What's your poly story? Right. And it leads me into it. So, did you do a lot of the bar scene before? um, I don't know if you were born before cell
0: phones were a thing. (laughs) I had pagers in junior high, and I was a freshman in college still without a cell phone because I was driving up and down from Southern California to Central California for school. So, like summer break, Easter break, Christmas break, there were still call boxes on the freeway. So, if your car broke down, you Hope to make it to the call box so you could call for AAA or your parents or something. Wow! So I I still didn't have a cell phone freshman year in college. Maybe sophomore, junior year I got it.
1: Okay, so were you starting so that, to do the bar scene? Maybe it was to try to make people ever.
0: Oh man! In college, I was on sports in, on sports teams and in class, so I really didn't do the bar scene. Then I got married at twenty. So I met him at work. We were working at Best Buy. Woo, go Smurf Squad. (laughs) I was customer service and he was inventory merchandise. And so we met there and connected. So I never did the bar dating scene. So by the time I was divorced, you know, five to seven years later, Uh um, I had never done the bar thing and it scared so about that time? the
1: bejesus out of me. Did you do it then? No, because it, I, it was terrifying. It was too scary. Yeah, it was too scary. So you've never really done the bar scene at all. No. Okay, so you're not you're not an expert on this. No. So you could just we'll just move back yeah. into the meetup part.
0: I jumped. <laughs> I jumped right after the divorce to I know I'm a gamer. Mm. I, I know I'm an online gamer, and I can talk to people online. Mm-hmm. So I jumped right to online dating. Okay, And that eventually led me to online stuff, which led me to in-person meetups. So, so mine, here's my journey.
1: Here's one of the other things that I'm finding is a very common thing when it comes to trying to meet new people. Mm-hmm. Introversion is huge. I'm finding through our groups or through other interactions or reading in articles, a lot of people seem to be introverted as a whole. Like, People as a whole seem to be a bit more introverted than I always thought things were. Yeah. In general.
0: Just wallflowery and shy.
1: Right. So when you're thinking, oh, I really want to go to this event, maybe I'll meet someone that I can connect with or at least meet new friends or whatever it is that you're going to this event for, do you personally have issues of anxiety or introversion? when it comes to doing a new thing.
0: When I have social anxiety, it's only because of a new location. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a new bar or a new restaurant or a new club that I've never been to, and I don't know what to expect. So what really kicks up my social anxiety is, what's the parking situation going to be like? Is this in a downtown area where... I'm going to have to parallel park and pay for parking. And I'm going to be circling the block 15 times, making me more and more nervous. And by that time, I'll probably just bail on the event altogether. And do I know anyone else going? If I don't know the situation and I don't have anybody else going with me, I will probably make an excuse and not go. If I've been there once or twice, or it's a new location, but I've got a group of girlfriends to go with, I'm more likely to go and get comfortable. And once I'm there, I'm a social butterfly. I'm not introverted
1: whatsoever. See, and I think that's a gigantic obstacle for many people is that initial chance. Right. Like when we were talking earlier about taking that tab off the flyer at the bulletin board in the bar. You really want to go to this thing, but as it approaches, it's like, oh no. What if I don't know anyone? What if the parking's terrible? What if I go have a bad time? All the what ifs. How would a person try to overcome those obstacles in order to be more successful to get out there and meet people? How would you try to overcome your obstacles? Well, so aside from... I don't have the same obstacles
0: because I am so extroverted.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I would just ask someone to come with me and I could usually find a friend. But if I was to coach somebody on this, I would, so it's coming from fear, right? They're right. afraid of rejection. They're afraid of looking stupid, some sort of fear. And so I, I would coach them around their thoughts are in their control, right? So their emotion of fear is coming from something they're thinking. So if my thought is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up late because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to look stupid in front of all these people. I would maybe journal it, or if you don't need to journal and just work it through on your own, change your thought. I might show up late and walk in and interrupt, but now I've made a lasting impression. Now, now people are going to know who I am. And that could be a good thing. So you want to change that fearful thought or that negative thought into something positive or good. And if you can't get to the good because you're just still so afraid, find something
1: neutral. That makes sense. And that's, I mean, like I also suffer from introversion at times, which is where I'm good at asking some of these questions. Like this is where I understand I'm coming from. I'm what you might call an ambivert. I'm Mm -hmm. introverted until I'm comfortable, and then once I'm comfortable, I'm extroverted, as you can get. But right. I'm all right making a fool of myself dancing, like at our <laughs> February <laughs> our prom, prom. I am all right with making jokes. When you were talking about going around and meeting people with the one commonality, I can I can ask that question. So, what are you hoping to get out of this? And they might say... Ah, I just want to make a new friend and instantly my brain, because humor is always a good way to connect. I'll say, what a coincidence. Here I am (laughs) something dumb, like not that thing every time, but just whatever comes to you, just, just be all right to roll with the punches. I, I often wallflower pretty hard. And as a result, sometimes I think that some people think that I'm grumpy or too serious. Or that I'm looking down my nose at somebody. When in reality, I'm just feeling uncomfortable, maybe. And um, maybe there's a tiny bit inside of me that's like, I really desperately wish someone would come and talk to me because I don't have the emotional strength right now to go to talk to someone. Right, somebody else come and initiate Right. Know. Because I also don't want to be that guy that's like, drunkenly swaggers up to say, hey how you doing? Right? <laughs> and like, slobbering on someone like, hey... And they are like, man, can this person just go away? <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. So you wait for them to approach you. So yeah, I, I, oftentimes I await someone else making that interaction. So that's m- my way of. And then when I'm when I'm trying to not talk myself out of it, I do say some of the stuff similar to what you were saying earlier. And then I will also go about with uh, telling myself. That whatever happens happens and this is probably a pretty important thing for a lot of introverted people that are afraid of like excessive judgment or whatever Mm -hmm. is whatever impression that you're making first off smile as hard as it might be just smile through it and your first impression will be 80% nonverbal cues so a smile is a big part of that right and people will be like, "Oh well, she was a little weird, but she was friendly." Yeah, she seemed happy the whole time. Right, and that's that's actually some of what really happens. So I often try to tell myself, "It's okay, even if I spill a drink and look like a total idiot." Ah, uh, you know, I can joke about the spilled drink. I can apologize to whoever it may have spilled on, if it like mm-hmm. spread across the table, and then and then I can just make a little joke about it, and then try to move on, and. In two or three meetups, people will forget that you're even the one that spilled that drink. Right. You
0: know what the other thing is I notice at our in-person meetups a lot? People tend to get a little clicky, and they stay in their circle of people they know. Right. Um, so I would always recommend, and I, it's something that I know we do, we reach out to the newbies, somebody who's new at the event, uh-huh. uh, and try and, you know, introduce them to people and get to know them ourselves. But as a person going to an event, I always try to meet someone new as well. Right. I'm comfortable in my group, and that's great and fantastic. I can meet up with my friends at any given point and just, hey, let's go to the restaurant tonight and go out to dinner. The point to me of these social gatherings is to make new friends and make new connections. Right. So I, I try to make it a goal to at least introduce myself to one new person.
1: And that's a fantastic goal. What a, and agreed, And we do that with each of our events. Yeah. We may not get every new person we see, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But when you go to an event, and if you happen to see someone else that's wallflowering, that's one commonality. Like, find what you're looking for, or not what you're looking for, but f- look at what you know what your environment is, and find someone with a commonality. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's someone you don't know. If someone else is wallflowered, Maybe just kind of go up and say, hey, how's it going? My name's so-and-so. Can I wallflower with you? Oh, that's a good one. That's actually worked <laughs> for me a couple times. Because I've genuinely wanted to wallflower on a big event. And and someone else is over there, and I'm like, man, I really would rather not do this alone. I'm going to go, mosey up to this person. Hey, I'm you know, Joshua. How's it going? Is it all right if I wallflower with you?
0: Right.
1: Instantly. Like, that makes that connection... The so tension eases. They see that they're not the only ones feeling awkward. Mm-hmm. They see that you can see that they're feeling awkward, which helps them feel like they're not alone. Right. They don't want to be
0: alone. Right. That's why we're all poly. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, so I do want to jump. So that's kind of our recap yeah, of, of like in person stuff. But nowadays, it's the world of online dating apps, yeah. social media connections. Oh man, you had so many of these dating apps. I think I've only used oh, Cupid. No, 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 no judgment. <laughs> no just, judgment. Okay, I find... don't know the names of all of them. Like I've only, I think I've only used Plenty of Fish and OkCupid and then recently downloaded Tinder to see what it was all about. I'm not a swipe person. I'm not a what do they call it? and that's just a visual thing where you're like, nope, 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 nope yep, swipe
1: type of you. thing.
0: I like the questions on an app like OkCupid. I like to, even whether they really make the connection better or not in your percentage, your your match percent, I could sit in the hot tub and just answer questions all day long.
1: <laughs> so <throw> a <laughs> but, a
0: but then of. I think it also tells me a bit about the other people too. So mm-hmm. I like reading the answers that people have to questions, and that leads me to better... Introduction messages to them and you like their bios and stuff, right? I want to know mean. more about them than what their makeup looks like that day exactly I mean, I can take how well 45 minutes hair. to do a blowout on my hair and put my makeup on perfect but That's not what they're gonna see every day. So I like to get to know the person. So what other apps have you used?
1: So I've used plenty of fish. I've used OkCupid. Okay I was on Badu for a while. I've done Tinder. I've done meet me I've done Mingle Scout uh, tagged. What else like? Tag, uh, you're in. Uh, Sam, I did Sam and Waplog. I I did quite a few of them actually. When I was living in a more rural area, it was your connection. Oh, hot or not? I did hot or not. I didn't have any super big way of connecting. Like downtown Portland, you could just go downtown and meet two hundred different people, right. on accident. Just hang out in Pioneer Square. Right. <laughs> I, I never get that far. I usually, somewhere in a, I don't know, half mile radius of voodoo uh, Donuts. Yeah. Some of my favorite places in Portland are right down in
0: there. Yeah, we go Pokemon Go hunting down there. Yeah, so I did,
1: I don't know if it's Jamo or Huamo.
0: Oh, my sister uh, met her fiancé, soon to be husband, on Bumble.
1: Oh, like I'm Bumble. on Bumble. I do Bumble. did meet for you... Uh, you know. So there's
0: a whole crap ton of dating apps.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm still scrolling. Some of these I haven't even done. Yeah. I, should, I should just
0: So what is, your, what is blow your my phone up.
1: First off, my advice is don't send a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what you were saying. You want to get to know their bio. A lot of people, sure, they're there for a hookup. You get on Tinder or some of the other ones where it's just swipey, swipey. Mm-hmm. And you hook up, and you do the bang orang, and you're done. And that's fine. But for the people that want to have connections and for the people that want to get to know each other, read that person's bio. Mm -hmm. Read their bio. Read what interests them. Pay attention to what they don't want. And if you do what they don't want, just pass. It's not that hard. With with a dating app, there is actually a gigantic social etiquette for it. Something we could probably take a couple of different pod- podcasts to do. Right. But engage. They, I mean, It's a human on the other side of this thing. It's not just a sex robot. So texting them and saying, hey, how's it going? They say hi. And you say, I can't wait to put my dick in your mouth. That's not going to get you anywhere. And it just makes you look like a douche. Right. Right. And I've seen it from not just the male gender but from a range of genders. Right. Mm -hmm. So so I've actually gotten a message on one of the apps where the girl is like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hi. And she mentions how she saw that I was into kink on my profile and that I will top or dom given the right circumstance. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'd love to discuss this with you and maybe go forward with you about this. And this was some time ago. And I was like, okay, cool. This sounds like something I'd be all about. And then, and then she just starts going off about how uh, all the all the filthy sex stuff she wanted to do, and all the and then and then she's like, and by the way, I'm married, and I don't want my husband to know. Oh no! Oh, uh, I put the brakes on that. It's oh like, no! First off. We're talking about a kink thing which may or may not involve sex mm-hmm. second as much as sometimes dirty talk is great and treating each other filthy is fun don't just jump right in with the most depraved Sex thing you're willing to do, right? Like
0: build up to it, and you're more likely to get that interaction, right? because if you right. just jump in now, you scared me, huh? Well, it's oh, not it's even too scared. Much. It's like,
1: well, it just kind of reeks of desperation, right? Which is where a lot of male-identified dating app users do fail, right? Is because the desperation, like, tone it in a little bit. Remember, you're talking to a human being. And treat that person the way you want to be treated. Well, and that's where I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, if you put
0: your profile and my profile, mm-hmm. and if we're looking at a, a side-by-side comparison of things, you, you will often get messages from women who want to get to know you. They see that you're charismatic and witty, and oftentimes, not always, they see all the things I know, right, as we always do but they want to get to know you and they want to build connections. Right. Not always, but sometimes. Whereas for me on my end, I struggle in the online dating world because I have to filter through so much crap. So many of those creepy people without etiquette and not understanding how they come across. So while you might get fewer messages on a day to day basis, I think you might get more quality messages, whereas my inbox could flood, and I have to filter through it all just to find one that might have read my profile.
1: Right. So, basically, what I think that we're trying to learn here is how to get quality in your inbox. Right. And when it comes down to it, let's learn from the lesson that we were just talking about, where I get maybe fewer but their quality, where you get blasted. The quality that comes in is because the person has read my profile. Yeah. The person is interested in knowing who I'm about or what makes me tick. Or common interest. Right. Yeah. And it's not just about rubbing genitals together vigorously. Right. Yeah. So, and, and that's an important thing for everyone to look at. But women get inundated with what with attempts at hookups, yeah. Men don't get a ton, I guess. That I can't speak on because I could get some.
0: Yeah, I just I gender aside because I don't think it it plays a part in I think who's sending the messages. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's just to touch briefly on it, if it's a trans woman and some creepy dude wants to hit on this person, the creepy dude's going to send a creepy message. Cis woman, trans woman, gender non-binary, doesn't matter. It's the sender of the message. So I guess what we're trying to say in this in general is, as a person who's going to be on these apps, do your due diligence when you're going to send a message. Read the profile that you're looking at, see what commonalities, and send them quality. Send
1: them something specific. Don't copy and paste. Don't be the pervy Give the relationship a chance to build. Yeah. If you're looking to just hook up, say that in your profile and then respectfully ask, are you looking to hook up? And if they say no, accept rejection. Move along. Right. So I think that's basically, you're you're asking about how to do etiquette on dating apps because you don't have a lot of experience, but I think you summed it up pretty well. Just doing, doing the due diligence,
0: looking into... Where you can connect beyond the physical, and you're more likely
1: to get to the physical down the line. Right, and and if you are told no, seriously, take that without personalizing it, because when you turn around and get mad, and start saying shitty things to somebody, all you're doing is further showing some terrible character. So have some, I don't know, integrity respect. And I've gotten it, too. Trans, cis, man, woman. I've gotten those kind of responses where I say I'm not interested. And this person kind of goes off on me. And I have to say, look, I'm sorry, but all you did was prove my point.
0: So now you're checking out the online world. You've gone to some in-person meetups. You want to ask somebody out. Stay tuned with us next week. We're going to talk about... How you ask someone out, where do you go, what do you do, who picks up the tab, how do you introduce them to your existing partner,
1: all the things. Coming up next week. So basically, what we're doing is we had a great date tonight, and we have to wait a whole week before we can go on a second one with our listeners. Very true, very true. All right, Polyam fam, until next week where we get to be together again. Oh yeah, for date number two. I guess
0: it's like date number five. It'll
1: be date five. How you doing? (laughs) We're getting
0: serious.
1: (laughs) All right, we'll see you then.
0: Have a good one. Thank you for talking your Polly off with Bella and Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links,
1: or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On.
0: You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares.
1: If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepoly.org. We would love to hear from you.
0: That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org.
1: That's singular podcast, not plural.
0: So until our next discussion, Polly and fam.
1: Live like there's no tomorrow.
0: Laugh until it hurts.
1: And and love love without without limits.
0: limits.